Look, payday's awesome, but running payroll, calculating taxes and deductions, staying compliant, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is a simple online payroll and benefits tool built for small businesses like yours. Gusto gets your team paid while automatically filing your payroll taxes. Plus, you can offer benefits like 401k, health insurance, and workers' comp, and it makes onboarding new employees a breeze. We love it so much, we really do use it ourselves, and we have four years, and I personally recommend you give it a try, no matter how small your business is. And to sweeten the deal, just for listening today, you also get three months free. Go to gusto.com slash boss. that's gusto.com slash being boss. Welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creatives, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want to take control of their work and live life on their own terms. I'm your host, Emily Thompson, and in this episode, I'm joined again by my friends Erica Corday and Tasha L. Harrison as they interview me on the end of this podcast, including the hardships of deciding to quit and the future of being boss and what I'll be up to next. You can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. And if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to this show and share us with a friend. Erica Corday is a DEI coach and co-host of the Pauls in the Play podcast. Her leadership has helped hundreds of individuals define their values, diversify their networks, and call people into conversations about inclusivity and individuality. Tasha L. Harrison is a romance author and creator of the hashtag 20K in five days writing challenge and word makers, a writing community where authors come together to do the writing work. Both Tasha and Erica have been here on the show a number of times, both together And separately, if you want to catch up on them and their stories, check out their previous appearances on the show notes or in the show notes for this episode at beingboss.club. Welcome, (laughs) the two of you, to the last guest-filled episode of the regular, as we know it, Being Boss podcast where I mentioned in the last episode, you both have basically promised to make me cry, though you say that's not what happened. <laughs> oh my God. There she goes. I know, I know. I'm just spreading kidding. lies. You know, what it is? you know what she's doing? She's trying to uh, bolster herself against whatever's coming. Mm-hmm. I am. Yep. Absolutely. So the goal for this episode is to have my 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 two business besties. And I think this is even maybe an important sort of thing to say or thing to point out as Kathleen and I were wrapping up our official business partnership I found myself unable to go to her with like the stuff right Mm -hmm. like she was the stuff or like what was happening in the company was the stuff and it felt unfair she was getting out all the things so I wanted to give her some space ended up becoming a business bestie relationship with Tasha and Erica about the same time it wasn't like a purposeful like oh I'm losing this one let me go find two more it was more like (laughs) As Kathleen was sort of moving into her thing, Tasha and Eric and I were connecting mostly about crystals and shadow work, if we're being the most honest we can be. (laughs) Right? And so for the past three, four years, you guys have been my business bestie. And you have been through me through – or been through – whoa. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Freudian slip there. Um, It's not like that, y'all. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's not. It's not. Um, you have been with me through the transition with Kathleen, through all of the pandemic stuff, through sort of making the decision, the long decision to 
end the Being Boss podcast and all of the little things between. So I felt it really only right that the two of you be the ones here sort of getting this part out of me. And the idea here was for you to interview me on this process of, I'm going to call it quitting (laughs) for the purpose because I that's sort of a gross word to most, but I don't no. want it to be a gross word. No. Um, on this process of quitting and what that's been like and and whatever else. So I sent you guys a couple of questions. I was like, here's some sort of places to get started. Come up with your own questions. And you you are coming to me with your own questions, and I have no idea what they are. Nope. Didn't want you to. Nope. <sighs> I feel like, did you guys talk about this beforehand without me? Oh, mm-hmm. we legit talked last night for like an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It was her idea. Her meaning Erica. I bet it was. It's always Erica's idea. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Erica's going to have the hardest questions, the most deepest, darkest secret questions, probably. <laughs> They're actually not all like bear your soul. But we'll it, be the judge of that, Erica. <laughs> Tasha knows what they are. But, I mean, you can't have created what you and Kathleen created that then when it became yours, that you evolved it into what you have done with it to then just be like, okay, bye. Like, yeah, no. Cause that's kind of how you left that last call with Kathleen. And I was like, Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we're not well, going to do. And, and in all honesty, you know, Kathleen has not been a part of most right. of what has happened for the past couple of years. And she's been here for a lot of episodes. We've talked about like a lot of things that are really important for business and ourselves and all of those things, but she has right. not had the inside look, which is why the two episodes with Kathleen came first. Right. And then the two of you next, because your experiences of this at this point are just more relevant than Kathleen's has been for the past couple of years. So, so yes, we did leave it very light and easy. And I knew that the two of you would drag out whatever needed to come out of me regardless. (laughs) (laughs) So the funny thing about that is that when you talk about, you know, it then becoming yours and Kathleen even acknowledging like, you know, there was the FOMO and now she won't have to have any of that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you knew that there were changes that you wanted to make. You knew that you had a vision for what you wanted the entirety of being boss to be, but also the podcast. And so, you know, of course the obvious question for me comes up of like, do you wish that you had pivoted or shifted any of that any sooner than what you did? Oh, fuck. That's a good question. <laughs> well, shit. Here we go, everybody. Here we go. Um, <laughs> you know, I haven't talked about this publicly at all, but you guys know. Um, but I've talked about how whenever I took over being boss, my plan was to make it community events mastermind. But there mm-hmm. was a fourth component of this, that it didn't go very far, though it went further than I think even maybe, well, no, maybe you guys know. Um, And that was building a podcast network. And that was something like, I remember as I was, we were drawing up papers for the end with Kathleen, I was having a meeting with my lawyer to talk about like, what do we need to do to create a podcast network? And what this would look like is, creating a network of boss podcasts, right? And things relevant to bosses, but also done by bosses. And, you know, are we going to hire them? Are we going to hire talent? Are we just going to like do advert, like all of these things and this idea of really scaling up what it is that we were doing. And I ended up 
Well, no, actually, the pandemic hit. <laughs> right. right. And we all went into like survival mode and doing something big like that was not we just wasn't feasible anymore. Like we were all just trying to survive. And I was trying to help two businesses survive. If I, if I had just had being boss, maybe I would have done it anyway. But having being boss and Almanac, there was not any new things going to happen. Right. And as we have sort of been looking at things over the past year of going, okay, is this business model still viable? You know, what do we do next? Are we shutting it down? It really became a question of, are we scaling up AKA bring back the podcast network mm -hmm. or are we shutting it down? Because those are really the only two options. Like being boss as it is was not a viable business model anymore. And it being a podcast with sponsors, a community, some digital products. It just, it, the podcast production, it costs so, so much. much to produce yeah. a show these days yes. that like it just, it, it, the numbers were not adding up. And so it was a matter of scaling up or shutting down. And there's been a couple of times where I've been like, you know, if I had just started that network in 2019, right? Like if I had just done the thing, like would things be different now? And I come to know. <laughs> like I, I, I no regrets. So. No regrets. I think it could have been an opportunity. Even though, even though podcasts have been like super popular now, like it happened, like the the lockdown happened and then everybody went on Amazon and decided they wanted to be a podcaster. Yeah. But then you mm -hmm. also had all the big names hopping oh, in true, and being true. overpaid. So it yeah. shifted what the landscape, you know, was going to ultimately be. And so to have jumped into something and then a year, two years, two and a half years into it being like, well, fuck now. Yeah. I, I kind of right. can't I, grow. And I, and I could have, I could have rocked it out with what was happening in the industry at that point. Mm -hmm. But when I sit back and look at it now, no regrets. Like, I think it would be harder for me to step away when what I really feel is my truth in this moment is that it is time for me to step away. And so I am grateful for <laughs> better or worse that things are in a place where it's like, okay, wow, this is not working. So let's just end it. Whereas it would be harder for me to walk away if it were considerably bigger than it is now. So no, no yeah. regrets. There's nothing I really wish I would have done differently to get me to this place now. I love that for you. Like, actually, <laughs> you do. Like, actually no, no, do. not sarcastically, yeah. but yeah, for real, right. for real, for real. Because <laughs> you get to the end and sometimes there is that place of you have all kinds of feelings. So getting somewhere and being like, nope, I'm actually at peace with it. Yeah. That's, yes. I think, a beautiful piece, piece of the, you know, wrapping up of it. Yeah. I think so. I think it would have been amazing. It's funny. We recently went back to that conversation. It's sort of a last ditch. Like, okay, but really, really is it over? Well, the, the only viable option is are we doing the podcast network? And the way the industry has shifted and changed, I actually think it would be harder to do it now. Right. And would it be easier if we had done it then? And like now, would it be easier? Maybe. But I don't know that. And I know that it's just hard enough right now that these are not the problems that I want to solve anymore. So being that you are wrapping up what the podcast has been 
And, and I appreciate the fact that you said this too, you're going to give yourself some space to then figure out what is going to happen next. So I'm glad it's not just a, we'll just be back next week and I'm just going to go change clothes. I'm going to keep <laughs> podcasting through this. I'm not right. going <laughs> to. I'm not going to. I mean, people, people, that, what were you calling it? Like a quibit? Like people do that. Like they will yeah. be like, oh, the content's going to change and they'll keep podcasting through it. And then eventually they just die off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, slow so, quibit. Oof. Actually, so, it's, it's a quit and then a pivot. It's, it's not even the same yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's like, no, hard I'm stop. Stop. it's a hard stop. And yeah. then that yeah. part. So being that that's what you're going to do, the reality is, is that you contributed a lot to the podcast sector that you are now about to just kind of hop out of and then decide, do I want to be in it? And how do I want to be in it? If so, and when I do it. It's on my terms, so uh, good luck, y'all. But all of that being said, if you had to put a word on how you feel about the contribution that is being boss, as Emily, what's the word? Honored. Is the <gasps> oh, <laughs> good. Keep doing that, and I won't cry. Perfect. Um. <laughs> No, that's the that's the word that first popped in. And it's something Kathleen and I have been very open about this the entire time of how like, well, one, even me, this was a big magic moment. The idea of starting the show was like a, a spirit of inspiration dropping into my ear and me perking up and being like, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's do it. And then sort of having the notoriety of being, you know, the first two female business podcasters in the top charts and, you know, sort of reigning in those top charts for literally years and years until we stopped podcasting every single week was was amazing to sort of build that sort of not only name for ourselves, but also to bring about the importance of the industry that we were serving. Creatives deserve attention and resources and like an empowerment, even though I don't love that word in this situation in particular, to continue forward and know that what they're doing is important enough to have someone encouraging them to do it. So like Mm -hmm. we brought some importance to this industry. And, you know, as a business person, whenever I think about, you know, who I am and what's important to me, I, I love business. I love doing business and I love talking business and and all of those things. And to to have contributed to this space in this time, in this way, is I feel honored to do it for sure. Oh. I love that for you. I love that. Seriously. <laughs> Are you gonna say that every time I hear No, that? I'm not. <laughs> but being that you did this like this it took time to get to this point. It took processing. It took being in the failings and, and, and having intentionality. Intentionality. Right. You were very intentional. Y'all were intentional about how you were going to approach the podcast. Because I feel like a lot of people, um, especially nowadays, that start off in one point and then they kind of like something gets trendy and they shift and then something else gets trendy and then they shift. And, you know, like if you skip a couple of podcasts, you come back and be like, this is not at all where this started. And Mm -hmm. y'all have been consistent from the beginning, um, which is why, you know, people who listen faithfully have like, you know, catchphrases from you all. Um, Because it's pretty much a cult. But... um, (laughs) 
light. Cult light. <laughs> I mean, there's 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 no cleaning or any of that stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You can um, keep your money though if you'd like to send me some. Great. Yeah, I mean, donate. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do think I do think that out of all the podcasts I listen to, I think that you all have been had the most consistent message and have always stood in your ethics and your values. <laughs> Here we go. Catchphrases. <laughs> your values yep. in ways that lots of business owners, especially in we were just talking about how like the pendulum swings so quickly and things transition out on the on, in online businesses, even in the midst of trying to step on those trends, y'all haven't changed your message at all. So mm-hmm. I think that's just uh, it's very commendable. Like you haven't I know the poll must have been there to to try to, you know, like if you see people doing something close to what you're doing that's successful, the poll was kind of there. It was like, if we just kind of shift a little bit to the left, maybe we could right. get some of that energy, you know? So mm-hmm. mm, I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. And as you're saying it, one of the things that sort of comes to mind is one of the things that I hope never goes out of fashion is integrity. <laughs> uh, too late. <laughs> but, like, but like, but like real, but like real, real, you know, At, like yeah. there will always be people who don't understand the importance of or don't care or whatever. But I, right. I would like to believe that there is this like, you know, segment of humans and current reality who who value integrity in a way that that's something that Kathleen and I always talked about, right? It was like, right. what is an integrity? Or like one of our sort of boundaries for for um for sponsors was always like, will it help them be boss? Like, is it an integrity literally with our brand? Because we got we got pitched by all kinds of crazy things along the years and could have made a shit ton more money, but it would have right. been out of integrity. And that's that's something that Kathleen and I always shared and is something that is, you know, obviously very ingrained in me enough that as Kathleen left, it's something that I maintained and, and legit or consistency breeds legitimacy. And like, there's all these like little things that sort of play into it. So I appreciate that, that that wasn't missed, (laughs) that it was enjoyed and favored in some way. And I, I do believe that it has kept us where we are. You know, one of the things I talked about in that podcasting episode with Kathleen two episodes ago was that the Being Boss podcast is as, is as big as it's ever been right now. Like this mm-hmm. show is has more downloads than it has almost ever had with the exception of like right at book launch and we were doing huge PR campaigns. And right now, like we have almost no social media presence. Right. We have a little bit of a newsletter. Like it's what is still happening is our audience for the show is still just very much so there, which I love. And that kind of breaks my heart in terms of like, really, we're going to end this now. Um, but it's not just integrity for the business it's it's personal integrity as well and integrity for my other business that actually is paying the bills <laughs> right now or like you know isn't in this you know cesspool that we talked about earlier um but i will say too the hardest part of this even go back to that like you know being honored to have done this is is the community piece of like this community and i don't just mean like our paid community i mean you guys to some extent, or very much so, you both came to me because of the Being Boss podcast in one way or another, and all of all of my friends, because most of my friends are bosses these days, um, but also very much so the paid community and the free community and all of those things. It has been 
for them and you guys and like the integrity that I have built with those folks that have even kept me in this space as long as I have been. Um, and that has been the hardest part of making this decision and why it was such a long decision to make in terms of what does this look like and is this really right and are there other options is is really like maintaining um, that level of integrity with my community, though I don't think that is the only integrity to maintain. Integrity is layered, and a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. Mm, they yeah. don't. And the interesting part about it is, is that there's the integrity when you're intersecting with someone else or what you're providing or what you offer or just even what you're giving. But then there's the self-integrity. Does this work for me? Does this feel good for me? Do I want to be a part of this anymore? Where does my ego show up in this? Where does this feel more like a burden than a gift? Mm. And there's a point to where like you almost have to figure out what needs to stay and what needs to go and understanding that that letting go or that ending doesn't have to be a negative. It's not a bad thing, but you have to say no to something in order to say yes to something else. Mm, that I also think it's important to par- point out that like me and Erica are on bookends of this thing. Like, yeah, you met Erica during the transition from, you know, Kathleen being bought out, doing it by yourself and then having all of these big changes happen with the podcast community business whatever and i've known you since the beginning like since y'all were like recording your podcast on you know iphone earbuds and like you know like i've been there since then so it's it's when you started talking about like uh how how much the how much the podcast is still maintaining popularity so it's still you know resonating with people I like, I just started thinking about like, oh, wow, like there's not going to be a being boss podcast, a new one in my, you know, my schedule anymore, which, you know, like <laughs> I talk to you anytime I want to. <laughs> Girl, you hear me all the <laughs> yes, time. Yes, <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is, is that like, even though we are business besties, I don't want to be like, I mean, Erica talked about this too. Like, we don't always want to be tapping you for stuff like that. Like, mm. even if it's something that you know, it's, it's, it's just like it feels very transactional, you know, to try to mm. like, Oh, well, Emily will know. Emily will know. Cause you know, every fucking thing. <laughs> oh my God. Y'all hear that? <laughs> she said, I, I like that. I like the piece of where I get to actually be like, Emily, so this tree, what is this tree? I don't right. know what this tree is outside. Like I appreciate mm. ca- cast iron. Cast iron was a whole thing oh. when I just saw you. And so y'all, <laughs> Okay, I just sidebar. I, I did just, just I mine. oh it's good, good. I used mine. What did you make? What how was it? I made a spatcock chicken <gasps> with Yum. onions and car- carrots like in it. Like it looked like something yeah. I should have it looked like something Ina Garden made. I should have took a picture oh, of it. I was too busy. You should have like the deliciousness of it. Like when okay. it came out of the oven, I was like, what? sidebar for everyone erica came to visit a couple weeks ago i took her to lodge cast iron it's like 30 minutes from my house they have like a factory store she stocked the fuck up on her cast iron for pennies well also she didn't have any cast iron which is like which is like how do you even cook i don't even know like have you eaten 
effort in your life? I don't even know. (laughs) But that's the thing. Being there and being like, okay, what should I get? What actually works? Right. And I'm like, tell me how to take care of it. Ins and outs of every shape. Right. You need a lid or not. And then we got Tasha, my favorite piece of cast iron. If you guys have not experienced a cast iron cookie sheet, what are you even doing with your life? Basically, it is game changing. So I use mine to make Brussels sprouts. We was like the holy grail, I think, of the (laughs) cast iron cookie sheet. And as I was doing, I was like, I was wondering if Tasha has used hers yet. Spatchcock chicken. Great first choice. Is that the sweetest sound on the internet or what? That's the sound of another sale, another dollar, another customer on your Shopify e-commerce store. For years, that sound has told me that I'm being boss, no matter where I am or what I'm doing. As a longtime user of Shopify, the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling crystals and candles like me, or you're selling your artwork, your planners, your tarot decks, or your seriously cool t-shirts, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person, so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash beingboss, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash beingboss to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash beingboss. So thank you for cast iron sidebar. (laughs) That part. But that's the thing being because you, you know, a lot. And part of what had came up in a conversation with you and I recently is the fact of how like a lot of the knowledge that you've gained, whether it was uh, through like actual formal schooling, like college or even outside of that, isn't necessarily what you do. Mm-hmm. And so being able to have a relationship or a dynamic with someone and you're able to access more than just the thing that they get paid for or that they're known for. Mm. This is an opportunity for you to actually be able to kind of be, like, this is what people know you for. And it's like, but there's so much more to you than that. And so now that you're letting go of this, what gets the, what else gets to thrive now? Who knows what kind of weeds I got in here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the question, right? I have no idea. It's you brought up ego a minute ago, and my ego's like me. (laughs) (laughs) You talking about me? Um, Because that's something that I've actually struggled with a lot over the decision of doing this. Of how much am I holding on to this because I am being boss, right? Mm. And that so much of my personal identity has not only gone into my brand, but it has gone into me. Over the past couple of years, who am I if I'm not podcasting and showing up in this space? And honestly, I'm probably cooking more, right? I'm probably spending more time in my yard. Or honestly, I don't know because I have been doing this for eight and a half years. And so there is this like, there has like my ego on one side is like, I'm dying. (laughs) Well, that's the funny part because one of the questions we had was literally. Literally about ego death. Literally. No, I have been crying like every single day for like two months knowing that this is coming because my ego is dying. But like I also am more than just my ego. I like to think that I'm a relatively smart person and I know that something is coming after and I just have to like get beyond this point to know what is going to happen next. And 
there's like Emily the person, in which case, am I going to become like a hardcore gardener? Can I actually get back to cooking, which is still something that I've struggled with doing post pandemic of I got so burnt out cooking three meals a day for two years that I've and I used to identify as like, I love to cook. That is one of the things that I do. You used to sew? I, well, yes. I never love doing like, <laughs> I I love the idea of it. The practice of it makes me angry. Um, mm. But you're right. I haven't sewn anything in years. And for most of my life, there's like one sewing project a year. And I probably haven't, you know, gotten out my sewing machine in probably three or four years now. And so... I don't know what parts of myself have I had to tuck away because so much of myself have has been put into and not only this podcast, but and I really want everyone to understand we talked about this a little bit in the last episode It's not so much having these conversations and like recording and showing up though that is a part of it like I'm very much so looking forward to having some space in my calendar some space in my brain where I'm not thinking about the smart things I want to say on the next show or whatever it may be but it's very much so like the business behind being boss and how difficult that has been over the past year of I want my brain to solve other problems I want my brain to solve solvable problems there you go. Right? Mm-hmm. And so what what will I be able to do when this has like when this has been dismantled enough that I can have both my brain space back and whatever part of my ego has been obsessed with being boss. I don't know, but I'm excited mm. for uh cooking Emily to come back cuz I'm going to be See, this is I'm going to be at the table. This <laughs> is the funny part. She says this and yet when we were in the cabin, sure enough, she was cooking. Be- when I was at the morning <laughs> that we left to go and meet you, Tasha, I get up, what is she doing? She's making caramel. Making caramel making sauce for caramel? coffee. <laughs> for coffee. See she is that girl from TikTok that was like, oh, my, my man wants peanut butter and jelly. I'm going to roast Gross and fucking peanuts. Grind the peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> make it into peanuts. Yeah. Add oil. Make it into peanut butter spread. Right. Preserve the grapes. Like, yeah. this is this is Emily. <laughs> right. She's like, oh, this is what you want? You want pimento cheese? I can make you some pimento cheese. I don't like pimento cheese. <laughs> That's my <laughs> thing. Da- David made a pimento cheese joke yesterday at your expense. <laughs> Really? Because we were eating pimento cheese and he was like, oh, I'm sad Tasha's not here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can tell him that I had a nightmare about um, whales. I I will let him him know. It'll terrify him. (laughs) Perfect. Um, So, yeah, there... It has been coming back a little bit and it's been in like making time to do things like let me just whip up a caramel sauce really quick and just, just <laughs> Who says that? Who says I know let me just I whip up a me. caramel sauce real quick. <laughs> well, but I did TikTok didn't wife. <laughs> you did Drag wife on TikTok. You can, if you if you start wearing an apron and like 50 style dresses oh, and pink curls, wouldn't that be so fucking cute? Oh, I was you'll be say so cute, though. though. It would be really cute. I, I couldn't. I wouldn't be mad. I so love that. I actually used to have this really cute little vintage sort of half apron that I got in an antique store. It disappeared in one of our moves, and it's like I still mm. think about it. It was so adorable, and it's cute little like antique roses and ruffles. Anyway, thanks for reminding mm. me of that. It sounds sad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. (laughs) Is there anything that you're anxious to say goodbye to? Oh, gut reaction was no. (laughs) I love that. Right? Um, actually, yes. I will amend. 
This is something that I've thought about a lot over the past uh, six-ish months, especially as I have done the last bit of travel that being boss has afforded me, right? And not just like literally Mm -hmm. monetarily, but like speaking gigs or like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to go to this retreat to do this thing. And granted, we've talked about in past episodes, I still am going to do my masterminds. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I'm still going to do my retreats. I love doing that work. Um, But when it comes to, you know, flying off to New York to have dinner with Kathleen, and not that we've ever done it like that, but that's what it feels like in our heads or whatever right. it may be. I'm sad that that piece doesn't – maybe that's not anxious, but that is or like that you'll sad. miss it maybe. Yeah, I will miss that piece. And like – That and- accessibility to that type of business-related travel or experiences. Absolutely. When, you know, at Almanac, business travel is like, let's go buy some dusty rocks. Right in the heat, we're gonna be probably. hot and sweaty. We're gonna be hot okay. and sweaty, and the meals we have are not gonna be fancy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we're gonna bohonglis. <laughs> no bohonglis. We did the bohonglis one time, and it was no bueno for everyone. Right. Everyone. We enjoyed it while we were adjusting it, and immediately afterward, our old asses were like, Rigard, "What the fuck yeah. did we do? All the idiots all night." <laughs> regrets all night indeed (laughs) um so i i am going to miss that that's going to make me sad and then like in the context of that that like well and honestly i don't lose this though one of the things that i very much so love that being bosses also afforded me is that i can literally go to any city in the united states and there's a boss there that i can go have a cocktail with or coffee or a meal or whatever and that's not going to end Right. So they're still there. I still have access to so many of them and will continue to. And I'm sure people will still email who's like catching the show and the months and years to come. Like that part's not over. But like there is like a bit of like, oh, I've enjoyed that so much. But it's also not over. I realize that. There are tons of people out there that will stop doing the thing. And then we'll go on the whole like award tour of I'm going to talk about this and get paid to talk about it for the next 20 years, even though I don't do the thing anymore. So if you wanted to, you could y'all want me to come talk about quitting being boss. That's like a whole like anti hustle cuteness that (laughs) I'm here for it. No, I mean, this is a thing that, you know, like I'm part of what our friendship has taught me is that my belief that things don't have to last forever is totally okay. Mm. Like if it's not serving me, I can absolutely quit it. Even if on the surface, it looks really successful. It's paying you. um, If, but if you are not, you know, staying true to your own integrity and you feel stressed out or, you know, constantly always thinking about solving uh, unsolvable problems and, you know, like you can quit it. Yeah. You can quit it. Mm Mm-hmm. You yeah, have to do this. Right. Even if things are as great as they've ever been or like or whatever it may be, I that is absolutely something that I want everyone to take out of this. I have quit many businesses in my day. Right. I sold a tanning salon when I was 20. <laughs> right. That's just that never stops being like crazy. Who I know. gave you a business? At 19. Several people were involved in thinking this was a great idea. <laughs> I mean, it was. Yeah. But also, who says, hey, I know. Give it to her. I know. Well, I was a very mature <laughs> teenager, as you can yeah. imagine. Trauma. Um, Trauma. 
So um, there was like I sold a business when I was 20. I quit indie shopography a couple years after starting indie. I had an Etsy shop selling jewelry. And I, I mentioned in the last episode, like one of the top sellers in the early days of Etsy, like it was going great. And then once I packed up everything and moved at one point, I never unpacked it. Like I, it was no longer serving me creatively it was mm. like and there were other things that were serving right. me creatively and monetarily that sort of make it easy for me to put things down and it's also something that have i struggled with that a little bit in those early years obviously but it's one of the things that being boss has taught me like it, it, in doing these episodes and talking to these people and exploring my own sort of thoughts and you know perspectives on things is that the creative's road is windy, right? We're mm-hmm. we're yes. going through these journeys. We're picking up these tools. We're putting them in our tool belt. We're using them mm-hmm. in the next iteration of whatever. And whether that's like the ins and outs of shapes of cast iron to like wet trees, <laughs> like, you know, all of these things, right. these are all tools that we're putting in our tool belt that lead us along this path. So how like how hypocritical would it be of me if I were to have spent the past eight and a half years having conversations with some of the industries like best and brightest, like thought, not just thought leaders, because that's a loaded word in itself, but like people who were actually out there making things and making mm-hmm. a difference in their communities who all have these windy roads for me to sit here and go, I can't quit. I have to hold on. Like no, like, right allow things to live through their lifespan, no resuscitation, or a little bit as needed, you know, if you just want to really right. make sure. And we've done that with being boss a little bit. We've It's had some light CPR, <laughs> for sure. Um, no extraordinary measures. No extraordinary <laughs> measures. But like, but then there is a time when you just like, you pull the plug. <laughs> Like it. This, dead, this is guys. awful metaphors, y'all. Sorry. Call it. If I <laughs> call trigger it. warnings, I don't know <laughs> what's happening here. But um, but it, it would be inauthentic. It would be untrue to what it is that I've been here sharing with everyone if I weren't okay with sitting here and being like, I quit and I'm good with it. So the interesting piece about it is, is that I felt like as you got closer to the end, you started to lean more into aspects of who and how you are that were always there, but you showed up more in them when it came to the witchy vibes, more of the spiritual pieces, getting, you know, more of this out loud. And it all plays so beautifully with everything that is almanac and what it provides the 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 nature pieces of it the intentionality all of these vibes that are free that show up there um i wonder how much of that spirituality that intentionality that mindfulness from that perspective played a part in you transitioning to being like all right y'all i'm about to i'm about to pedal in rocks this is what I'm going to do. Because okay. there was a time, there was a time when Emily was like, Roxanne ain't got no feeling. <laughs> she still will say that sometimes and then be yeah, like, I'm, sorry. Like, like, I'm yes. sorry. I don't feel nothing. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and then she, and then she will promptly apologize to the rock. Like, I will not. I'm like, like, sorry. I did not mean that. You're, you're, you <laughs> you're are gorgeous. Beautiful, but I don't feel anything here. <laughs> Look at you. Right. 
petting my rock right now. Um, they it's, 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 that's the Lemuria. <laughs> See, I knew it. <laughs> no, wait, no, this that's is, that, this that's is that's one that of the chunk? smoky citrines. Oh. No, no, this is not. This is actually okay. just a citrine. Okay. This is a whole other batch. Sorry. We're, <laughs> there was a there batch was... of citrines that sent Tosh off the deep end. Yes. <laughs> Ew. It was a whole bowl, you guys. It was... The vibes were too high for too Tasha. High, too high. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, how you let the spiritual awareness or just mm. your witchy vibes. Like, how did that support you when being like, it's time to transition. And this is about to be what I do. This is going to, you know, almanac is the thing. Yeah. Um. I mean, we talk about this sort of internally um, often of like just how fucking aware we are in a way that is like sickening mm -hmm. and annoying. And could we just not a little bit sometimes Smooth brain. would be great. Smooth brain. Smooth brain. Smooth right. Brain. <laughs> right. And so uh, how much did that play into it? All, all 100% all the time, <laughs> unfortunately, for better or worse, um, in a way that, you know, once things started feeling sticky, felt it. Right. Felt it. Saw it. Um, and I felt it before the number showed it. Mm. Right. Of mm -hmm. like I, f I felt stretched too thin. And then the numbers. And it's funny. I feel like once I made the decision that that the Being Boss podcast would come to an end. And if you guys remember, I was like, you know, two years. Like, I'm going to give it, like, because, mm -hmm. you know, all, we just opened the Almanac store. Like, I'm not trying to just, like, mm -hmm. do the thing. and But the universe is, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> right? No, like, a year. Like, you get a year. And really, you get, like, six months. And then mm -hmm. the next six months are going to be really yeah. fucking hard for you. Um, because you're done. Because you are absolutely done. And so uh, I have been very aware of that and sort of feeling this, this, um, acceleration of a process that me personally could have like taken a little longer to do but like spiritually understanding that no I set the intention so I'm getting it now whether I like it or not right so there has been a process of accepting that and sort of maneuvering as well as always just again for better or worse I don't know if this is like a personal power or a flaw and oh, don't they all play that way though legit they do right where yeah. I like the big magic moment that equated to the creation of the Being Boss podcast was real, real. And I've talked about my magic moments multiple times over the past couple of years. And I'm always open to them. And I have been annoyed <laughs> that I haven't had any in a while. Um, but that's like my own shit to work through in general and whatever. Um, but I also am not done with this process yet. And I feel like it won't come until I am ready for it. And because I'm literally still sitting here recording in this moment, I am not ready it needs for space. it. It, needs space. it does need space, which is mm -hmm. why we've talked about giving it so much space. So like how much does my spirituality play into it? A whole fucking lot. Um, and but mostly because I am just generally aware and trying to ride the waves without being too pissed but i'm still human and therefore very pissed about like how some things have played out in the way that they have 
Um, but again, I'm very aware about that and trying to work through, et cetera. We could just spiral into this all day long. But really, as I record both these episodes, I have a crystal in my hand. So maybe that's all you need to know. So we started this one <laughs> off with pulling a card. like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's still very much so, you know, a part of how I go throughout my my life. And I've also had some I've had some experiences over the past couple of years, especially in regards to Almanac, that have led me to believe that I've done the work at being boss that I was here to do. And what I am meant to do next is at Almanac. And it's in like working those subtle energies. It's it's not mm-hmm. being as like forefront. It's been sharing things vastly in a completely different way. Um, I mean, the number of people we're having come in the store on a daily, weekly, monthly basis doesn't quite match the number of downloads we get maybe in a single month. But like give it time. Give it time for that yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, maybe if you add up like all the platforms and all the places, it could be comparable. But I don't know, Almanac is doing its thing. And and I just feel that this phase is over. And for me to correctly serve my future, and mm-hmm. that really in this moment being Almanac, I can't split my focus anymore. So all of it <laughs> I mean, you're literally sitting there in a shirt that says nature lover. Indeed. Oh, I, actually, that was even like a sort of conscious decision that I made this morning. I had two okay. shirts out. I had my like a boss shirt, which, you know, was a very limited edition. I think only Kathleen and I got one. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't lock know up, existed. It was a weird little print that happened that was going to be a thing that was never a thing. So I think only Kathleen and I got the samples of them. Um, and then I had my nature lover shirt and I put my like a boss shirt on this morning and I was like, no, cute, but like. And then I put this one on and I was like, no, this is right for today. And I and then I was like, wow, this is actually like a statement in itself of like, yeah, I will wear that shirt again. But today on this last day of recording these last episodes of Being Boss, I am stepping into what is next. So always working with the subtle energies, everybody. Love it. Are you excited to be able to move into that space of like, I can fully do more of this out loud because I am no longer beholden to, you know, all of these other people that are paying me. And now I get to go as far with this as I choose to. And you also don't have anybody else that you have to okay it with, which is the gift and the curse of having um, a business partner (laughs) as someone that does have one. Like you, you don't, I mean, granted, like there's not a place of like, you can't do it, but it's different when there's somebody else. It's like, yeah, you can do what you want to do a hundred percent. There is a bit of permission that even just good manners requires you to seek out, mm-hmm. right? Um, even if it's not necessarily required. So right. yes and no, I think is the answer to that question of yes in that there has been a lot of that held back over the years. And we've been very vocal about that of like there was a very conscious decision in the very beginning that we were not going to be very witch forward. Um There was a conversation a little while later that was like, maybe we could actually infuse some of this in whenever it was well accepted. We were like, wow, this is actually maybe the missing piece of the puzzle. And we've dove into that a little bit more. We've had, you know, very witchy guests on the show. We have um, we've had a couple like very sort of spiritually niched online events over the years. And like we've we've really leaned into that. But this is a 
complete step into it. And even a way that like I do not position Almanac itself as a woo store. Like it is right. It's a gift shop <laughs> that has crystals and tarot cards, but it also has like travel mugs and t-shirts with gnomes on them that are, you know, of they're like they're on the fence, which I think is adorable. Um it's a portal. <laughs> Stop it. The store is a portal to the witchy. The st- oh, okay. Every- There's like a whole uh-huh. other conversation. Sidebar, we are not going to have in this moment, but you two know. Okay, noted, noted. Yep. I'm seeing that in this moment. Thank you. Message. And message received. Because that is a conscious decision to be like, okay, I'm I'm going to have these witchy elements, but not present them in the way that a normal, me- a regular metaphysical shop would do. Yes. You know? Correct. Yes. So like it doesn't, it feels accessible to people who are not into the witchy and then also familiar to people like us who are like, oh, this is a witch, some witchy shit. That has literally always been the intention with the physical right. store in particular was I wanted anyone to walk in and feel comfortable, right? Like, and, you know, if you don't want to see it, you don't see it. Like, we just got rocks and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you walk in and you know, you know. That right? is the truth. Yeah. I will say I underestimated the power of Christianity and <laughs> that like there's plenty of people who walk in and turn around, and walk right back out. And girl, I see y'all. And it's funny. In the store, we all look at each other and just go witchcraft. <laughs> and it's just funny. It's just funny because they come in, they see the rocks or really they see the tarot cards the and they're like, cards. oh, yeah. out. Uh, right. Which so fine, whatever. Bah. Um, but so even at Almanac, it's never been all the way. And I'm not all the way there. And that's where it's sort of like the no comes in to this. Right. To this. The answer to this question. Yes. In that I'm glad to like be able to sort of break free of sort of businessy constraints and really sort of move into the thing that is way more true me. I mean, we even joked about this in it with a Kathleen episode recently of like, you know, I'm not going to go all like crystals and astrology, but Kathleen was like, girl, if I ever talk, call you about anything, you're like, let me look at your chart. Like I am that person <laughs> 100%, especially like behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Um, but the no of it is that like there's this ego piece of like there is a level of what's the word I'm looking for like validity yes that is there's this level of validity that is taken away from me from people's perspective of me when I put down my business hat Mm -hmm. and pick up my woo one and that's just like a that's a result of current culture which I whatever and the non-ego part of me doesn't care, but my ego is like, excuse me? <laughs> right. It's like, you, you're not Which gonna is going to be difficult. Now because I, I yeah. said something about Zodiac and tarot. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Indeed. Well. And so that's going to be difficult. I The rest of me doesn't care enough that, like, obviously I'm doing it. I'm not going to continue this just to keep my ego happy, like all the things. But that has definitely been both some internal conversations that I've had, but also externally as well. Of like, am I really going to – I literally had this conversation with my team when we all started talking about sort of what this show transition looked like of, like, I think this is a great idea, y'all, but I have to tell you where this, like, makes my skin crawl of, like, I'm going to have some f- – not fraud fraudy feelings it's like the exact opposite of fraudy feelings <laughs> like whatever the yeah. reverse side of that is I think I think there's something to that especially when um when you lean into that sort of uh, talking about your spirituality in that way and your rituals in that way 
there's mm-hmm. an expectation from people who are listening or observing you that you are, you suddenly become an expert and now they're, you know, they're looking to you for divination and stuff like that, which is mm. why I have been also kind of hesitant. Like, yes, I do the X, Y, and Z, but yeah. don't ask me to read your cards. I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, like, but, but, Mm-mm. you know, now that you have like this, you're a rock dealer and you have tarot cards in your store and, you know, you're going to be talking more openly about it. There is that fear or just that hesitancy to even be like, you know, so out about it because people expect you to, I don't know, become JT. Yeah. Well, yeah, and for I sure. Think, I think there's a certain amount of um, kind of touch points along the journey, too, because it's not like, oh, now I'm all of a sudden going to be, you know, full caftans every day. And, uh, you know, it's going to uh, smell like nothing. But- Come on now. Wait now, I didn't give you the whole picture. We all would (laughs) like to wear caftans every day. Take that off the list. There's that. You just attacked me and Daja. What do you mean? It is just, it is, it is that, but it is that mental picture that people have of what it is. And it's like, it doesn't, that doesn't have to necessarily be your particular way of experiencing it or displaying it or all at once. Because I do yeah. feel like, you know, there's like, okay, you know, maybe here's the, you know, the tarot and maybe here is where, you know, I talk about X, Y, Z out outwardly with other people, but I'm not here for these other pieces yet. So I think it's, it's a little bit of a journey of like, the minute you start putting that out, the hard part is people want to judge. People want to start being like, oh, now I get to have an opinion. Fuck you. You don't. Right. Well, they have opinion no. now. You so. can have it, but you can keep it. Indeed, I, I, I will it. say, I think energetically, I've been very lucky. Well, no, I have been very lucky in that energetically, I have not attracted a bunch of bullshit in my tenure right. in this space in a way that like, almost no one else can say. True. <laughs> right? We're like, but also and, you and, ain't about the bullshit either. So like, you're not dabbling on the round the edge of bullshit. So I think indeed bullshit would be more you would be the repel. Yeah. Like, because yes. everybody takes you seriously and it's not, you're not trying to prove yourself in ways that other people not looking for that v- validation. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. But also the spiritual realm on yeah. the internet is a very interesting and different place. Girl. Um, mm-hmm. Plays by a whole different set of rules. In which case, like, yeah. I plan on sort of staying, not like on the fence, but like in the middle of the road. And even if you go back to our very first gathering, uh, I feel like Tasha, you were definitely maybe yeah. no. I think I you were there. actually you were, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I was thinking where was Erica, but I think you were. No, around we then. we both. Yeah. Oh yeah, because remember I was supposed to do the first one that got taken out of oh. New Orleans. So yeah, yes, yeah, but yeah, yes, yeah. the first one I think I did. I didn't do the second. I did the first one. Yes. Cool, cool. So we did, like, one of the first things I said to everyone, I was like, this is a new realm of sort of con, kind of a new realm of content for being boss. Like, you're all here to, like, we're going to talk tarot and intentions and all of these things, but I am not your guru. (laughs) Like, I am not here to be anyone's fucking guru. Uh, No one here is your guru. No one here is your guru. No No. one. We don't do gurus. We don't do gurus. No, we don't. We don't believe in that. Yeah. And both as a, like, and that's been true, my tenure as a sort of business podcaster, right? Like, I'm going to tell you shit and you're going to experience this in your own way, right? Like, I, there, never a blueprint, no, like none of those things. Um, And same thing, I plan on taking the same thing into sort of the next phases of content that I'm sharing where, same, I'm going to share my experiences. It, it's funny too, someone came in the store recently 
this couple, it was a, they had called a couple of times. It was like a whole funny scenario. They come in and her mom had sent her to the store to buy a crystal for her because she was frantic for a rock. Okay. Right. And the daughter thought her mom was crazy. Um, her like man friend was like trying to sort of chill her attitude because she had quite the attitude about it. And so we're talking about the rocks and she's like, you know, she wants like mental clarity or something. And so I take her over and her mom had specifically asked for clear quartz. So I take her over. Like, here's our clear quartz, you know, pick out whatever you want. And she goes, and what is my mom going to get from this? And I was like, well, the placebo effect is real, real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's like, th- that is the exact same way in which I have led my business conversations, right? Of like, everyone is going to experience this differently. You just have to try it and see what happens. And if you just want to mm-hmm. believe it's going to happen. You know, I heard a funny thing recently is like, you know, placebo effect prayer, meditation, all the same all word the same for the same thing. thing, or all different yep. words for the same mm-hmm. thing, right? And so that's how I, I, I call them rocks. I had one man come to the store one day and he was like, he was like, you know, we got some nice rocks. He was like, oops, sorry, my wife doesn't like me calling them rocks. And I was like, it's fine. I call them rocks, right? Like, just, they are rocks. Because they're rocks. They don't Literally. have I don't think that's an insult blessed to the crystal name. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> right. they're rocks. They right. come from the earth. Right? So some of them are I, just prettier than the others. Settling yourself into the flow of your business from navigating a whole year of ebbs and flows to embracing the energy of each and every day, you're bound to have some ups and downs along the way. For me, this journey of entrepreneurship is made better when my space keeps me focused and inspired. As an example, my favorite way to mark the beginning and ending of the workday is to light a candle when I sit down at my desk and then blow it out when I'm done for the day. It's a little ritual that creates boundaries and a vibe that keeps me focused and feeling cozy. And the ritual candle that we make at Almanac Supply Co. is my favorite for this. In fact, my whole shop is filled with items that I've curated to create the vibe for feeling connected, in flow, and inspired. With candles, crystals, and other goodies to help you create a dreamy workspace, bedside table, or bookshelf. Come gather inspiration and check out my favorite in-stock items at almanacsupplyco.com slash beingboss and get 15% off with code beingboss at checkout. That's almanacsupplyco.com slash beingboss. I feel like we might have got a little tangenty for that question, but that's my answer. <laughs> no, <laughs> whatever that, the question was. I don't even think it was tangenty. I, I, I think it's it's accurate. And it all, it, the big thing that I think that you circled back to is the fact of how being boss really existed because people wanted you to tell them the things that they needed somebody to hold them accountable to. They needed the truth. Mm-hmm. They needed the accuracy. They needed the insight that they weren't getting in other places. They needed Mm. that additional clarity that what y'all were creating wasn't being found in other places. And even Mm. when it became just yours, it was like, look, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I said what I said. And you're going to do what you want to do with it, but I'm still going to tell you what it is. And when you shift into where you're going, it's more about I'm still going to tell you the thing, but what you do with it is all up to you. Before, they wanted you to tell them what to do. 
but it still was about what they were going to do with it, how they were going to process it. How did it manifest in their businesses? What did it translate to for them? And now it's like, hey, um, I got rocks. I got tarot cards. Wick the Gnome is over here hanging out with me. And you know what? These are the things and what you do with them, how you feel about it, how it supports you or not, how it tells you about yourself and reads you for filth and sends you on a shadow work journey is all up to you. Right. Or not. Right. (laughs) Or not. I'm going to give you what I would give you anyway. And what you do with it is up to you. That is consistent. I think we're going Mm -hmm. from a prescription to a suggestion. Like, you know, there were some specific things. It's like if X, Y, and Z is going on in your business, these are some fixes. You can well, try these Well, if that was things. a doctor, this is the herbalist. Yeah. The herbalist is like, this could help. Take this. It could help. So like, instead of a take this, right? why don't you try this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? See how, see how you might, feel. And it might not even be something that you're interested in. It's like, but try it. Oh, it's a take it or don't. Yeah, you might not like the way it tastes mm. either. It's uh, or it makes the way it makes you feel. I mean, because yeah, mm-hmm. that's funny. I, I think that doctor versus herbalist is a beautiful metaphor for the differences in how I have gone at both business and business coaching slash podcasting, and also how I go at how we sell things at Almanac of just. Like, I'm not here to tell anyone what to do. I would, like, I can't even it's tell not an ideology. what to do. Oh, it's, a, <laughs> no, see, it's a different form of alchem- alchemy. Yeah. It's not an yeah, ideology. Yeah. You're not there to teach people. You're not there to push an ideology on them. You're just like, hey, no. here's these rocks. Here's some tarot mm-hmm. cards. How do you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Great. If you don't, mm-hmm. you can leave. You like it? Love it. Hate it? Don't. You didn't hurt my feelings. Just, yeah, However no. you feel, I love that for you. Whatever I love that for you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, it's 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 fun to be transitioning over and maybe even to give a little bit of context of because I think I sort of hinted at this in one of the episodes I did with Kathleen. But and you guys, I feel like have seen even more of what we're thinking of. I don't know exactly what's happening with this feed just yet, but I have like 75 percent there of you can almost think of like if this is the most, you know, valuable asset, online asset that I have. Um, The idea is like, how can I make it serve Almanac? And there is actually a very beautiful, large, like overlap in a Venn diagram of who being boss listeners are and who Almanac's target audience is. And, you know, we have a gift guide on our, on the Almanac shop. It was like gifts for the creative boss. Um, Bosses have made up a very, you know, large portion of our online revenue. Groups of bosses literally will travel through Chattanooga and come to the store. Um, Or like just like singles will just like as they're coming through, they'll stop at the store and they're buying crystals for their office and and candles for their house. And they want to know how, you know, what what crystal is going to help them through this time in their business or whatever it may be. And so there is a very large overlap. And so we see that this is this is a pivot. It's still serving very much so a large portion of the Being Boss audience. Are there going to be people who get pissed off and leave? Absolutely. Bye. Maybe see you later. You can stop by the store and see if you change your mind. Um, or not. Like there's 360 almost episodes in the Being Boss archives of all of the things that you could want me to hear to talk about business. But the idea is to transition this feed 
into one a like creative project again because you talked right. about how how the we have been incredibly consistent in a way that has like built integrity in the being boss brand but has also kind of crushed my soul because you keep mm. talking about the same things and at some point yeah. you're like i can't circle the drain with y'all no more yeah same thing same format in a way that like it, it has been incredibly fulfilling i have absolutely loved like there are there are interviews that i have done that i will never forget it's given me the chance to meet people i would never have been able to like not only meet but have an hour-long conversation yeah. with Otherwise, like that is not lost on me in any way, shape or form. But because we have literally done the same format for eight and a half years, I'm like creatively crushed in this space a little bit. And so what does it look like to take this feed to feed me creatively and to service bosses who are interested in woo shit, which is a lot of you. And if you're sitting there going, are you kidding me? Trust me. You may not be one of them, but it is the large, like that Venn diagram has a huge overlap. It's nearly a flat circle. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You will be one of a minority who Mm -hmm. is mad about it for sure. And that's one of the things that I've also just loved about cultivating this community is just dipping into how incredibly woo we are. Every event we've had over the past several years, and I'm even like even our small mastermind groups, there's a tarot reader there and everyone loves it. Like it is there's like threads of storyline that have gone through multiple retreats with multiple people and multiple, like it's mm-hmm. like, it's yep. deep in what we do. We all bring our tarot cards. We're all bringing our favorite crystals. Like it is like boss business shit with like, Oh, some witchy, witchy sidelines. And it is everything. Absolutely. Everything. You know what it makes me think, think of is like the, the next iteration of this. Yes. It's going to, you're, you're a businesswoman. You're always going to, layer business in somewhere that's just Mm going to be a thing that happens right but the leaning into the witchy aspect of it is kind of an encouragement for everyone to take more care of themselves as as Mm -hmm. the business owner like this is a whole person type of thing versus this is the the focus is just here in your business this is like going to be a different approach to like how you exist in your business and how you can care for your, yourself within your business without letting it demolish you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like just crystals and candles make people happy. Yes. It's like, you know, looking at a pretty flower. You look at a pretty rock and you're like, oh my God, that's gorgeous. Um, and you're just generally a little happier about it. So so the idea, though, is to take that overlap, that very true, real overlap, and highlight it mm-hmm. in this feed here in a way that, again, my ego is like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, we're going to do what? And then the other, again, larger side of me is like, absolutely, this is what we're going to do. And so the idea is to – is there's actually a couple of ideas, and that's sort of the fun of it. If I get to buck every podcasting norm – Right. Where you have to you have to release, you know, an episode a week forever or you have to have these very concise like six episode seasons and every single episode has to have the same format and the same speakers and the same content. And the same length things. and all these things. The same like all the bullshit. Podcast. St- right. And like years of it. If we were to buck all of those norms and look at it through the almanac lens, what would it look like? Like a, a bean boss flavored mm. almanac lens. Seasonal seasonal business right or just like seasonal living and what that means for productivity Mm. bosses can take that and run with it all day long um that that is a huge part of how like 
talking about and, and moving in seasons has become a huge part of how I do business. Like even just recognizing right. the cycles. Yeah. And a lot of people just that don't part. do that. Like they'll, they'll be like, oh, I'm no. struggling and I don't know why. You both need to go read Rainbow Moonstone in the Book of Stones. Uh-oh. If you haven't already, just that's going right. to, that's homework. That's homework for you guys because okay. it'll kind of blow your mind, especially after how much Rainbow Moonstone we saw at the last show. Extra You're going to be like, oh, shit. Rainbow uh, yeah, Moonstone Good stuff. And we're all wearing, are we wearing? I'm wearing Moonstone. I'm, no, I'm not I wearing am. any rocks. I told, no, that's a lie. I'm wearing a meteorite. <laughs> I have a of bunch course of rocks you alien. on. I have right? tons of rocks on. Just a meteorite in my and a pearl, a pearl. Anyway, um, so if I were to buck all of those norms, though, and really look at what will both serve Almanac in terms of like literally revenue, podcast production has become incredibly expensive, period. Expensive. So if we were to do this and think of like and, and not sell sponsors because you're your sponsor. It's been fun. It's been fun, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. And if something comes along, absolutely. Something that makes sense. But in terms of like hunting it down and like, absolutely not. So we've had a couple of ideas. Like if we did a short little series, a very like being boss sort of fashion of like interviewing makers and artists that we carry in the store. Love that. Mm. Absolutely. Like, why not yes. have a little like a couple episodes where we release, you know, once a week for a little span of time and then done. Um, I actually. Emily Kathleen show is happening. Kathleen has already followed up with me. I heard. I was like, ooh. <laughs> like okay. she's like, but we're doing this right. That wasn't a joke. And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> like we we're we'll do four, six episodes at some point and release them and talk about all kinds of crazy shit. Probably crystals and what we're doing with tarot these days and what other what See? ghosts Kathleen has you know, had visited her through backyard. The right? Like whatever, girl. <laughs> Kathleen on the scene. You obviously did not grow up in Appalachia. We do not run after you, sounds. You don't. <laughs> And that was the thing I said to her, too. I was like, what are you doing? You are going to die. You're going to be an unsolved mystery. That's like crossover with some like cryptid show. It's what's about to happen. Um, Right. So if we did something like that or like literally did like a short run situation or maybe just like a one off episode of like our favorite crystals for productivity or focus or whatever. Morning rituals. Like literally the world is our fucking oyster. We just have been boxed in. For so long, trying to be serious business people, trying to like play the sponsor rules of, but when are these episodes going to go and how long are they going to be so we can fit all the things in and like contracts, contracts, contracts Um, Mm -hmm. in a way that once I like break free of the box that being boss has become, I get to actually have fun and be creative and create content that I think you guys are still going to love. Um, It's not going to be all the time. It's not going to be, you know, as serious as it always has been, but it's that's the evolution, right? Um, And if you want more of them, buy Almanac shit, because the more you buy, the more episodes we can produce, because it literally does cost a lot of money to produce shows these days. It is not cheap. And I actually, I I went down to bi-weekly because I was just like, my brain yeah. needs the space. Yeah. And having that opportunity to be able to tap into the other aspects of creativity, which, you know, part of the benefit of being friends with the two of you is that I have tapped into that in a way that I didn't have people around me to tap into it in the same way when it comes to cards and crystals and those mm, types of yeah. things. Did, did, did I have some of it in my head, but 
was it understood of what it was and how to how to utilize it and how to how to let it be a support system. Mm. And so it's so easy to be like, oh, it's just a deck of cards. And it's like that deck of cards told me exactly what I needed to know that I didn't want to tell myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a deeper it, conversation with yourself. It, it mm-hmm. really is. It's a level of intentionality and, and just being purposeful and aware that, you know, it is not any of the stories that people love to tell you about cards or crystals. It is the conversation that you are now pausing long enough to focus on something else to have with yourself and to hear what's going on. Yes to all of that. And I think that when you are working with the subtle energies, as I will call them again, you're sitting down with your cards or you're like making out with your crystal. Don't make out with your crystals. That was I'm like, joke. y'all, I just, I'm like, scared I just, to say, do not put crystals in your orifices, please. <laughs> Absolutely not. None of them. Okay. Not making out, but definitely cuddling sometimes with my crystals. Um, you know, you're you are putting yourself in a more receptive state than yes. you are if you're talking to a business coach. Right. Like if you're talking, like there's like yes. a little bit of like defending and Guard like rails. I need to explain myself mm-hmm. and yeah, like you're not understanding my situation and like all of these mm-hmm. things so that whenever you get, whenever you receive feedback from someone in those situations, it's not as easily received as if you were sitting down to like get a message from the cards or like, you know, just spend some time with your rocks or whatever it may be. I've literally had situ- – I can think of one situation in particular where Kathleen and I were – we've talked about this on the show. We were in New Orleans with a business coach. We were all speaking at the same conference together with a business coach that we were actively working with at that time. We are all speaking at the same event. Kathleen and I go off to get our tarot cards read. And this was uh, one of the earlier iterations of the Being Boss community. And the feedback that we received was like so amazing that like the reading was so great. And Kathleen, and I, this is so spot on. She's like, we get that. We feel it because we were being so receptive and it like it hit our intuition. Our intuition like oozed a yes, you know, like sort oh, of that yes. situation, yeah. right? We go back to our business coach. She's like, I've been telling you guys that for a month. And we were like, oh, we didn't you hear are you. right. We, you are right. But something about this just hit different. And like, it's yes. literally that situation where you, you are in a state where you are more receptive mm-hmm. um, when you're spinning. And that's the kind of things that I want to talk about. If I talk about that under the guise of being boss, I'm going to get some nasty ass comments and maybe just like one or two. But like, it also feels a little inauthentic to the to bigger blend it that brand way to the that brand. we have, yeah. yep, to the right. brand that we have built. But if I remove myself from that box, mm-hmm. put it under almanac, like really just own that thing. And not only do I get to sort of make more time for that piece that, like, as you hear me talk, like, I am that person in a way that I have not been able to really be that person on this show in that way. Um right. And that I have grown into. I would absolutely be down for this guy is doing a thing, Emily. What's going on? Like that being a real <laughs> Emily, this guy's doing a I, thing. But I can't, y'all know that is like that's a funny thing. I can read astrology all day long. I cannot put what has is happening in my brain into words. Mm. It's a lot of stuff. But it that's is. the oh. but I feel like that's the interesting part about any of this. Anytime we've talked about it. I start I start to zone out. 
because that's just it's not a, my ministry. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to try to absorb. But the but the any of the spirituality pieces, if if the three of us, for example, are talking about it, if you are open in a way that you are receiving whatever you receive, and if we're all talking, then somebody else got another piece, and it's like, oh yeah, that piece, and you're able to kind of you know, source pieces, but at the same time, you also understand that may or may not be mine and I will take or leave whatever I want to. And yeah. so there's a lot more permission giving as opposed to it's a business coach and I have yeah. to listen and I have to do it in this way where again, the the herbalist is more like, right. Try it. And there is like a, there is a essence of, I have been, I've been straddling that fence for so long. Right. I mean, I started Almanac five plus years ago, I've been like curating crystals as well as like trying to, no, not trying, being a serious business sort of, again, that gross word thought leader or like coach or whatever it is that I'm doing here. Um, I've been straddling that fence for so long that I'm so excited to wholeheartedly just like get on that side of the fence and see right. what happens in a way that like I'm, I'm just I'm excited to just be that person. Um, I do want to like share a bit more about like what the overall plans for being bosses because <laughs> this is this has been a long one. Oh, but it really? should be. It should. Well, yeah, we're we're at an hour and fifteen. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just about. Uh, but also love that for us. Um, I do. I do want to share a little bit more about what the plans are for the entire run because we actually had a Q and A. Actually, there's two things, three things I want to sort of Did wrap you write up them down? and then also yes, kind of. <laughs> um, also. Are there any more hard press questions before I get into my three? Because, like, are there any other questions where you're like, we need everyone to know this, maybe even just yourself? No. No. Perfect. Okay. Then I have three See, things. You didn't cry. Um, you're right. We, I didn't yet. We, I'm saying, we ain't done. <laughs> Erica's like, we I made up. a vow. I did not. <laughs> Oh my god! See, this is what happens. They they're like, it's always her. She's gonna make everybody cry. She's gonna come with the hard stuff. You know it's true. Erica, well, you know what was the last Marco Polo you jumped in? It was like at, at like eleven o'clock at like, night. You're asking like existential. What is questions. your soul's greatest desire? Uh, what, what? And I'm like, oh my god! My soul's greatest desire right now is to go to sleep. to go to sleep. <laughs> Did I think about it? Yes, but like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and Erica's like, what? I just like it just popped into my head. Um just so sure. so yeah, yeah, Erica. Don't don't try to pretend we, like uh, in, in, in full full disclosure, we love this about you. you Indeed, that's why we're here. I mean, if we didn't like it, we wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> but it does just come out of nowhere yes, and it always it hits us where it hurts. Okay. <laughs> So uh, three things I want to hit on here. One is that I want to go back to this idea of quitting. I, in the Being Boss community, I did a Q&A after the last episode of just like, you know, I just came out and said this thing. Let's talk about it just in case anyone has any questions. And one boss in the community asked me a really great question that I I, I would like to share my answer with everyone listening. And this idea of quitting and like, what are the tools or best advice you have when deciding to do this because this is a really hard decision. And from that conversation, I realized that a lot of bosses are thinking about quitting the thing right now, probably related a lot to our last episode yes. with the golden age of the internet of doing business online is, has come to an end. Yeah. Um, and my answer is really having 
people to talk to about it because I would say like my <laughs> I even told them I was like my greatest tools are my friends and you can tell them that I said that <laughs> you can tell them that I called them tools um, wow <laughs> <laughs> indeed but legitimately like having the ability to come to people who understand my business from multiple points of views right both you know as fans and participants but also like knowing me and sort of the inside working and what's happening what's not working all these things being able to come to you guys and the other people that I share these conversations with, though, I will say the two of you have been most integral over the past year of like really helping me get my brain through this, um, has been really helpful. And like going through the lens of like, you know, does this align with your values? How does this feel for, you know, your plans moving forward? And then helping me like navigate all of the options because my God, are there always options um, of like which one resonates the most and asking the hard questions and doing all of those things has been pivotal, not only for getting me to a place where I'm gonna quit, that I'm quitting, but also feeling relatively good about it. Right. Of like understanding that this is because of some very important reasons and because it fills a line and it's more in line with my values, et cetera, et cetera, all those things. So if you are in a place where you are unsure, find someone to talk to, find someone to talk it out, someone who's willing to ask you questions, because it's I will say it's not you don't need someone to just listen because you're just going to talk in circles. Right. You need someone who is going to actively listen and ask you questions that are going to help you go a little bit deeper into whatever it is that you need to figure out. Um, And also just to help you like just come to terms with this next step in your journey. Um, So I would say that is the most important thing that if you find yourself in this position, find yourself some people. Um, Uh, Don't wait until find people first. Yeah. Yeah. Find people immediately if you don't have them already. Build your dynamic ahead of time. Yeah. Indeed. And like, and have ongoing conversations about that. Could you guys imagine that if like a month ago I came to you or like last week and was like, hey, you want to do these last two episodes with me? Because I'm shutting down being boss and I haven't told you yet. We would have (laughs) fought. I would have been like, wait, we talked how much? We saw you how much? And you said, who are you actually? Yeah. Like, who are you? I don't know you. It's like, how could you have kept this from us? We're sleeping under the same roof. Like, how, (laughs) like, we are clearly intimate friends. It's not something you do with randos from the street. If you was like, oh, I I decided I'm shuttering this business without telling you anything. um, Yeah. We'd have to be in the street. We're going to box it out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but what you said is important too. Like, yes, you have to ask, you want someone that is going to ask you the questions, but you have to be willing to be in that conversation. So you have to understand that they might ask you a question that's going to be a hard question, or they might give you a response to a question of yours and you're like, oh. So and Erica knows this Erica. because she's the boss that yes. of those things. <laughs> so basically what you need is an Erica. Because she's going to make you be like, ew, fuck you. Yeah, I hate that question. <laughs> Gonna have to answer that one later. Um, so yeah, I think that's the most important thing. I will say another like really helpful thing is a couple of months ago, and I we knew this was happening, but we did, went ahead and did it for both businesses. Creating a database of all of your subscriptions. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done that already, do it because when it comes time to start dismantling things, it's going to come in real handy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Of just like, and not even closing down, but literally managing. We have one for Almanac as well of like, when are things, when are yearly subscriptions, you know, 
going to renew? And what yep. are we using this thing for? And is it short-term or long-term, et cetera, et cetera? I feel like that's one of the smartest things we've done in the past year is building databases using Notion, um, but using whatever for all of the subscriptions that make your business run. Because these days, most of us have a lot of them. Yeah, we do. Has been really helpful. Um, any other thoughts on quitting? I think it just the biggest piece across the board of anything is it requires a level of radical honesty yeah. with others, with yourself about what mm-hmm. it is, what you do and don't want, what you do and don't enjoy. Like, this is not the time to give the polished Instagram answer. This is not the time mm-hmm. to, you know, say the thing that you think everybody wants to hear from you. You have to say what it is. Whether it's hard, whether it's uncomfortable, whether it's difficult, like no, no bullshit allowed. You just can't. Yeah. You absolutely yeah. And it can. will be all of those things. It will be hard, uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. you're going to second guess yourself. You're going to second guess yourself. You're going to yeah. quit and then be like, you know what? Well, what if I, you know. Well, that's where you need the time. Like this is not a, this is not a, a rush thing. This is not a, I'm going to schedule how this goes. You have to give yourself space and time. If Emily yeah. showed up and said, all right, y'all, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it in three months. Wait, what? How? I mean, I will say, I think there are times and places I have both been afforded a runway and also held on a little too long. But I'm thinking from the initial moment that you oh, have that yeah. awareness, like from, oh, from yeah. inception to uh, yeah, we you are closing really, the doors. You really yeah, know your numbers, make good decisions, have right. conversations all along. Indeed, that is that is true, true. But also in the event that you are just waking up <laughs> to the realities of your business and yourself and all these things and you find yourself yeah. being equipped, then then still just do it. Do <laughs> just, it. Just do just what you do need it. to do. I mean, as someone who, who wakes up and quits a thing because they don't like it, uh, I, I fully support just quitting without even, you know... <laughs> See, like, and I'm a firm believer. I'm like, look, oh no, you don't have to do that part. But I'm like, you're 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 gonna have to have some integration come up. Like, true. you're gonna I have mean, to deal oh, with what you're feeling. It's gonna be hard. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And, and you can choose to deal with it on the back end or the front end. And I Still just part would of rather process, just That's rip all. off the band aid and just be like, okay. front facing. Yeah. 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 I do also want to throw in here as well. I think you said this to me, Erica at some point in the past year that I literally have repeated to myself a million times and like to other people too, who have like either asked me about this process or like have come to me with their own stuff or whatever Mm -hmm. that I want to share with everyone because it was a nugget that has like helped me make a lot of sense of my own decision-making. And that is that there are exceptions to this. I will sort of pre asterisk, (laughs) but you told me that you don't owe anyone anything. Oh, and that for me was like, uh, like, but my listeners, but my community, but you know, the it's a, if if I had open contracts, actually, yes, I do owe people that's, things, that's right? Legal. Like, right? Like, if you have like clients and customers that you were actively working, then that that's the asterisk right there. But in terms of like, because I found myself making this decision not on my own needs, but on perceived needs of people that I don't even know. 
<laughs> right? And right. I think that for a lot of people in business, maybe you've built an Instagram following, but you are so burnt out that like you can't even anymore. Or maybe, you know, you have people requesting your artwork, but you're just done making it and you want to do something new. Like whatever your version of this is, unless you are actively in the middle of contracts, you don't owe anyone anything. And that for me has like has helped me get to this place in a way that one, I will send some appreciation your way in this moment for that. Thank you. Um, And two, I want to share it with anyone who may be in this place of like if that is like resonates in your soul like it did in mine. Right. Then there you go. That's some Erica deep (laughs) shit to wisdom. That's actually a tender nugget. Uh, That is a tender nugget. (sighs) Usually you bleed when she says slice across your torso or whatever. We're just over here having a casual conversation and you brought your knives. (laughs) Why are your knives out? Right? (laughs) Calm down, Erica. Have another cocktail. Maybe not cocktail. I'm glad that 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 nugget helped because it is too easy to make decisions based on other people, especially people that we take on their feelings and it's like, I can't carry everybody's sensibilities. No. And we do. I think that's like, as business owners, we're conditioned. We kind of have to, like we are taking on responsibilities, especially if we have like employees or cultivating a community, like all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, Also as women, I was about to say that Mm -hmm. a whole fucking lot in a way that that is just, is like kind of part of who we are. Um, And then literally as someone who is like hosting a community um, or whatever, that has come up for me. Okay, next step of this, because we just, we will keep Oof, going forever, yes. everybody. Um, I do want to be very sort of explicit as to what it is that being boss is becoming. And that is no more. Um, <laughs> kind of. The show you know the, is being boss is now dead. Right. This <laughs> There will be one more. Ep- I'm doing one more episode, a solo episode, where I want to share some of my like final takeaways of this tenure in this this honorable place that I have um, I have been in for so long. So there will be one more Emily episode. But after that episode, the Being Boss podcast feed will cease to exist in the way that we know it. Um, there are already... Um, there are already archive feeds. There is an archive feed for old episodes that have has been sort of we've been moving episodes into honestly for years at this point. So you can find that being boss archive wherever you listen to podcasts. We will continue moving shows off this feed. There's this thing in RSS where you can only have 300 yeah. things showing mm-hmm. at any given time. We're at episode 350 something here at recording this one. So There's already episodes that have been missing from the feed for about the past year. Those have been moved to the archive feed, and we will continue doing that. I'm not sure how long Being Boss episodes will stay on this feed. It may be forever. Um, This fall, we hope to release our first sort of newly branded episodes. I have no idea what that looks like just yet. Obviously, you've heard some ideas that we have here. Love this for us. Love this for you. But I don't know exactly what that is what that is yet the idea was to give ourselves a little bit of space to sort of end this and then move into what happens next but there are plans and you've you've heard the ideas i hope you're excited about it. if you're not feel free to unsubscribe bye you don't need to hear it if you're interested listen and if you don't like it i don't want to hear it <laughs> i have given you fair warning um that we are making quite the pivot here on this show but also i do believe that or I know that y'all are my people. Y'all have been my people. Um, the Being Boss community, I mean, like, 
creatives, business people, y'all are being mindful, you're playing for your values, like all of like y'all are my people, the content will continue to be for you. Um, So I hope that you do stick around and you see what we do. And if you want to support us, almanacsoflego.com, come buy a candle. Everyone loves candles. Um, T-shirts, crystals, travel mugs, literally all juries, juries, all the juries, right? All the things. There's so many things there. Um, If you want to support us, that's how you can do so. Um, the being the being boss website is about to have have a bit of a deconstruction. Not entirely. You will still find show notes there, but some things will be changing there. Not sure exactly what's going to be happening to CEO Day Kit just yet. Literally, we're having a strategic meeting about that tomorrow. Um, I did make a promise in the being boss community this past week that I will do a CEO Day Live in January. I love CEO Day Kit. It's one of my favorite things I have ever created. Um, and I have always loved hosting that space and will do that in January of this year. So if you want to go buy CEO Day Kit, you can learn all about it. We talk about it extensively here. I love that thing. Um, that's something that I will absolutely um, do again in January. We see what happens beyond that. In terms of the Being Boss community, it will likely cease to exist by the end of this year. Um, that, is, that is the hardest decision, has been the hardest decision for me to make, and is why I'm like, I don't know, sometime soon, maybe, because I have to grow the balls to do it. <laughs> um, and really sort of figure out a couple of things. We have a couple of events coming as we're recording this and doing some things that I'm very excited about. Um, but as a business model, that has ceased to work as well. Um, so that will be dismantled at some point over the next couple of months. I will continue doing my C-suite mastermind. As we talked about in the last episode, like word of mouth is everything um, for businesses these days. I'm not doing huge launches of that mastermind. It's a mastermind group that I have been running since 2020. Um, I have a member that has been in there ever since. Every member in there I have worked with for more than a year in some capacity or another. The last retreat that we did, we usually do one or two a year in-person retreats. I realized that I had been to New Orleans with every single one of them at least once before in some sort of capacity. Like that's the kind of like we get together and we stay together. Um, At the moment, that's a come and go as you please. So it's not like a six-month mastermind or a 12-month. Like if you want to come in and you only like it for a month, that's fine. If no one has ever stayed, I don't think much less than a year. Some people literally three years. Um, So it's a really fun group. If you are interested, you can go to the site. Uh, There's some go check the show notes. There's an application um, for you to fill out there. We might be adding a second one because we love doing that work so much. Um, And then anytime anyone ever leaves the current group, I open it up and, you know, reach out to people for that last seat. But I will continue doing that work in that space because even though I'm done with like the industry of it, I'm not done doing it. I will not be launching. You will not see me on TikTok sharing my five tips for whatever bullshit we're talking about this month, (laughs) (laughs) right? It's just word of mouth. Those seats are always filled. um, And I will continue doing that work probably for the rest of my life. We'll see. I love love talking business. Um, And that is sort of the future of being boss. Wow. I think I covered everything. But basically, end of an era. End of an era. And I feel good about it. And the it. beginning of a new one. Indeed. You're Indeed. Okay, so 
the way I want to wrap this up, and I have a thing I need to be at in eight minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so the way I want to wrap this up is I would love to hear from you guys your favorite being boss memory. Uh, and I also invite literally everyone. Like maybe you had an aha moment. Maybe you decided to try something and it worked. Maybe you decided to try something and it didn't work. And you decided you hate us. And that's like your favorite moment. But you're still here for whatever weird, creepy reason. I don't even know. Um, maybe you joined one of our events. Maybe you met someone. I'll never forget um, a couple of years ago, I was contacted by someone who came to our Being Boss book launch event in New York City and met someone in the elevator on the way up to the party. And they became business besties and like traveled together and like oh, wow. years long. So like maybe you had one of those magical moments. Um, I would love for everyone to just like have a moment where you think about your favorite Being Boss memory. Send it to me. Just like energetically send it to me. You can email it to me too if you want to. Hello at beingboss.club. Um, but from you two, what's your favorite? Please, I'm like, you got to pick one. My gosh. Um, no, I mean, there's lots. Yeah. But I think that the, my favorite memory is like sitting in that first, the first New Orleans um, being boss uh, vacation I went to and sitting in the front row and thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm going to make their, them say my name on this podcast. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like it was very, and that was probably like the, 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 the spark of like, I'm going to manifest a mm. friendship here, mm -hmm. but it was like, I want to be remembered. I'm going to make them say my name on this podcast. And then it was just kind of like from there, it got easier. Like at first I was like, Oh, I'm nervous to talk to these girls. They're so smart and all this. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be my goofy self. I'm going to make them say my name on this podcast. And they did. And then almost every re uh, live recording after that, <laughs> you all said my name. <laughs> That's my favorite memory. Fucking witch. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Tasha. Look, right look. but i love that i love that and I, I i remember that recording i'm like sitting here i can picture it all in my mind right now um and i love that you were like i'm gonna be my goofy self and then you discovered that i'm probably oh god you are you are you're a very unserious person <laughs> the amount that we laugh i can't tell you <laughs> Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Well, good. Tasha, thank you. I love that. I, I, and I have very much so appreciated that I got to experience those vacations with you. Some of those are some of my favorite memories as well. I was surprised that you didn't say hanging out in the red room, except I, I know did. Why you didn't. That was because I can't. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but that was the that was the first one that came up. I was like, mm, no, can't share that. But yes, also one yeah. of my favorites. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. One of my favorite moments as well. Oh, love that. Thank you for sharing that, Tasha. Erica? Oh, my gosh. It's hard to pick one, but I think one of the moments that that really uh, stays prominent for me is, I believe it was um, the first gathering. I want to say it was like October or so of uh, yeah. 2020. Yeah. And I remember, I remember sequestering myself in my room because at that point, um, life was a little different <laughs> and all my family was home. And uh, that was in the workshop that Bridget was doing. And we were kind of having this visualization and the there was just right. And <laughs> something in that moment of like, okay, I am sitting here. I am doing this. I have my tarot cards. And it was just something about this is a completely different energy 
than what I had. This is an opportunity for a part of myself that maybe couldn't kind of be front and center to be able to do that. And I felt Mm -hmm. comfortable. I felt safe. I felt seen. I felt witnessed. And I had built a connection with the two of you that I valued significantly during COVID because COVID fucking sucked. Um, And it was just a moment where the reality of what I had access to around me and also what it was reminding me that I had access to in myself. It just, it just kind of brought things home in a way that I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is my life. This is my mm. reality. And uh oh, uh oh. If I'm Emily crying. had never like floated up to me when I was at mm. She Podcast, this wouldn't have happened. Because <laughs> I swear, I was just like this little short lady. Like she came up like, to me. I'm was gonna just go like, talk to her. I'm gonna go. Talk. I'm going. I'm gonna ask her to be on the show. I'm gonna talk to her. And I was, like, and it was. Yes. Well, and it was funny because that that Tasha that whole time was like, wait, and Tasha was very vocal, and I loved it because when you're the speaker, yeah. you need somebody to, to talk. T- Tasha was vocal, and then here comes Emily, and Tasha's like, I want her to say my name. <laughs> no, See? I was, no, I was actually at church, honestly. Like, literally, I was just, like, yeah. just clapping so, in the front row, yeah. and I had no idea the impact that me saying yes to being at that conference was going to have in so mm. many ways, and me not knowing you and being completely open to meeting you as the human. I didn't know being boss, but being boss and what it was becoming was what impacted me. And there is that part Mm. of me that is sad that it is going away. And I am grateful for the nucleus of what it is and what it was and what it always will be, which is my Emily to do what what makes her happy. I know. That's really sweet. That that she podcast was was quite was quite the event. I think that's when Tasha became my business bestie, my next business bestie. Mm-hmm. I Same. told Tasha that I was buying Kathleen out and she was the first person that I had told, like other than yeah. you know, David and maybe my lawyer. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then meeting you at that, and that was that was quite the magical little event. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Oh, I appreciate both of those. Those were some of my highlights as well, I'm for just, sure. I'm just grateful to have been able to experience it when it was going into that iteration and I got to yeah. be fully in it. And now it's like, you know, the, the the memory of it is still there, but I'm really excited for whatever is next. And I'm just, <sighs> I'm very proud of you. Yes. You are proud of you. And you've taught me so much. Like, right. I just... Like, not even just about being a business owner, but just about existing as a person Mm. and like in my true self and not being afraid to be that. I'm very grateful for you. I'm very (sighs) grateful for the relationship that I have with both of you. And yeah, I love you, horse. (laughs) (laughs) Ditto. Never getting rid of me. Sorry. Ditto. Ditto. Oh, that's I didn't pay them to say any of those things, everybody. (laughs) Didn't pay them anything. I appreciate that very, very much. Very much. I will throw I literally I literally have to leave in this minute, but I'm gonna show up late. Um I will throw in my like last one. I gave a couple with Kathleen. Unfortunately, this one doesn't include either of you, though I wish both of you had been there. Um, my last one, my most favorite one was the parade. 
I was there at the parade. I know. You were there for the parade. I talked about that one and some other thing. Um, second one was, oh, the yacht. And mostly, in particular, seeing Little Mermaid on the pier after yes, the yacht that was, was my favorite. Mm-hmm. That was like, we acapellaed that bitch. It was wonderful and awful at the same yes. time, but mostly wonderful. Um and then my last one is the Being Boss book launch. That Like the whole day of the Being Boss book launch, starting with waking up in Manhattan with Kathleen, going and finding our book at Barnes & Noble. We just like went to the top of the Empire State Building because we walked past it, <laughs> which like felt a little like bougie and fantastic. Um, we did a launch party. And when I look at those photos in particular, I'm so like – so happy because so many of those people had been people that had been to past events at being boss, like past vacations. So many people were new and, you know, it's kind of, it's not, it's actually, I think a real thing, but not to like toot our own horn or anything, but it was like such a beautifully diverse crowd in a time when no one was thinking about those kinds of things. When I look Mm -hmm. back at those photos, it was like all ages, all sort of like, origins (laughs) right like all kinds of folks were at this thing just celebrating the launch of this book and like the that wonderful pair who like met their business bestie soulmates in elevators um and then we went and sang karaoke (laughs) (laughs) and went to a speakeasy and that for me like both the process of writing that book which was magical in itself releasing it and then just having that launch day and sharing it with so many bosses from all over. People were, like, coming in on the train from all kinds. Like, it was insane um, and really magical. And honestly, though, I've talked about this before. So many of my most magical moments over the past eight years have to do with this show. Whether it was, like, live podcasting somewhere or doing one of our events or having the opportunity to interview someone that I was just, like, try not to be dumb around or like whatever it may be so many so many of those little moments um and i have appreciated my tenure in this space so much you did that thing girl girl you did it and it it. don't need to be done no more you've done it nobody else can follow it up it's fine (laughs) and so now what makes you feel most (laughs) boss you know, it's like I put four weeks of vacation, <laughs> like yes. four consecutive weeks of vacation on my calendar this summer I like um, it. where, you know, I'm going to have a meeting, a strategic meeting with everyone tomorrow with the team tomorrow to lay out a plan. And then I'm going to kind of leave them to do it um, in terms of like dismantling some website stuff and like figuring out like these last couple of episodes and those sorts of things. And I am going to take a fucking break in a way that I like viscerally excited. <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. About doing it. it. Yep. Yes. And and that that feels that feels most boss to me, knowing that like I did the thing and I can just like chill for a moment and then come back and do more of the thing. Because like I said, we will be back on this feed doing something similar but very different. And that's exciting. What about the two of you? Real quick. What makes me feel most boss is witnessing people around me doing boss shit. Reminding me that I can and knowing that part of that is letting go of what doesn't work to pick up what does. Oh, hey, man. Okay, I'm not going to say what makes me feel most boss. I'm just going to read okay. something real quick from the okay. card I pulled when we got on and then that okay. close up. Do it. Um, 
You know what you want and need. The only thing missing now is for you to stand up and reach for it. After all that you've been through, it is safe for you to share yourself with the world again. The right people are waiting for you to rise and greet them with an open heart. Well, if that doesn't make me cry. Oh my, <laughs> damn it. It's there. Yeah. We're waiting. Yeah. And I dare say for everybody. That's literally why we're all here, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why we're all here. Oh, love it. Okay, thank you, both of you, very thank much. You. This has been an absolute treat, of course. Always. And I look forward to... I'll just see, see y'all later. I'll see y'all later. Yeah, we're going to. <laughs> All right. Stop by for <laughs> Right? And so for everyone else, I will be back for one more episode um, where I'm going to be solo sharing some of my some of my like most heartfelt lessons and experiences of these 360-ish episodes of this crazy ass show. <laughs> see you there. Decor for your office, gifts for your clients, celebrations for your own job well done. Find it all and more in our handmade candles and carefully curated collection of crystals and gifts at almanacsupplyco.com slash beingboss and get 15% off with code beingboss at checkout. That's almanacsupplyco.com slash beingboss. Now, until next time, do the work, be boss. Yeah.